we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. But not tonight. We're going to do an episode of Top of the Crock, a food podcast. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. Tonight is Tuesday, December the 1st, 2020. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York, uh, home of, I don't know, Brooklyn-style pizza? I don't know. I was trying to think of a good top of the crock thing. I failed. That uh, Caribbean place that got shut down. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. <clears throat> we could yeah. do a whole episode of Top of the Crock about that story. Did you read that article? I did read that article. Because I've eaten, what's it called? What's the... Uh, Gloria's. Gloria's. Because you've taken me there before. Yeah. Crown That's yeah. like my favorite restaurant in New York City. Yeah. And they got shut down not because of coronavirus, but because of a legal issue disputing ownership of the building in which the restaurant was and has been for over 20 years, I believe. Yeah, they got shady lawyered, essentially. Yeah, that sucks. Yep. Uh, 19 years, it was. 19 years. 19 years they've been there. That's a fucking nutty story. We should do, let's... Let's come back. Keep an eye on that. I mean, has the community done anything to rally around them? Because they owe. I'm sure. I gotta go back. I gotta go down there. That's like they. That's it's so crazy. So basically, the story is, and this is good. We should get them. We should get the the news out of that. But the this, it's like an immigrant family, bought the building that their restaurant is in in 2001 and they bought it from a like real estate holding company that was basically it was somebody who was just buying up vacant buildings in like bad parts of Brooklyn and they owned a bunch of things and so this guy so it's unclear actually what actually is the truth but the story is, is that the person who sold them the building did not have <clears throat> sold them a faulty deed. And so for 20 years, the ruling says they've been squatting in this building and are now on the hook to pay the shady lawyer who somehow gained control of the holding company million, which is by far the most money anyone has ever been awarded in a case like this. Um, And the whole thing is so fucking shady. And these people who are like good people, like every year on Thanksgiving, they're open only to give away free food to people who like can't afford a Thanksgiving dinner. Um, Uh For the first whole part of the pandemic, the only thing they did was give to was make food for hospital employees for free. Um, And they do shit like that all the time. They're like good people. And the food is amazing. Um, And and they just got completely hosed and the restaurant just disappeared overnight. It's really sad. Um, Well. 
we're gonna have to stay on top of this one. Yeah. See what we can do. Uh, yeah, so it's Gloria's in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Um, well, other than that, happy Thanksgiving. Sam, you went down to Tennessee and texted me this photo of a deer with its skin inside out. No, the skin was just gone. Ah, okay. How'd yeah. that go? <clears throat> really good. Uh, my excellent girlfriend's brother shot a deer in the morning, Saturday morning, and then I spent most of Saturday helping him clean it up, uh, in cut it, cut it up and clean it and put it into, you know, freezer paper wrapped packets. And now my freezer is full of venison. Oh, wow. Which I'm really pumped about. And, you know, I've butchered a lot of animals before. I've done it, you know, hundreds of times, probably whole like pigs and lambs and cows and goats and um, and I've done a bunch of venison before as well, but um, it's very rare that I butcher something that's been, that, you know, has like freshly killed. Only a couple times I've done that. And the weird thing about it is that like the meat is really warm, which is like, you know, meat's not supposed to be warm in the culinary world like that's a that's like a a bad sign you know if you're like cutting meat and it's warm it's like oh shit it's time to put this on ice but this is like a recently alive creature you know what i mean yeah so so what do you what's first for your venison do you have a plan well uh we had this morning like venison steak and eggs so I took the tenderloin and sauteed it up in a pan and then like basted it with brown butter and garlic and then had that with like a tomato and cheese omelet and a bunch of like, you know, grilled tortillas. Nice. So it was kind of <laughs> like venison tacos for breakfast. Venison what? breakfast tacos. Nice. <laughs> It was amazing. It was really good. Kind of savory savory breakfasts that you've been on for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't really get down with sweet breakfasts. I mean, I I like pancakes. I'm a big maple syrup guy, you know? Right. Vermont. Vermont maple syrup. Right. Uh, What did you have for Thanksgiving? Uh, Check this out. There were nine, no, eight people. And they cooked two turkeys, both which were more than 20 pounds. And one of them was deep fried and the other one was smoked. They were both excellent. (laughs) How long does it take to deep fry a turkey? Less than an hour. Oh, okay. Like 45 minutes, probably. Oh. How do you keep it from lighting the whole house on fire? You do it outside. Yeah. Yeah, you go down the the driveway. You get like a turkey deep fryer, which is like a big pot that's attached to a propane burner. Uh And then you fill it up with oil and put the turkey in there. And what about the sides? Uh, Let's see. Stuffing, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, broccoli casserole, crab stuffed mushrooms, gravy and cranberry. I think that was it. Now, you were texting me that we have to re- revisit dressing v. stuffing, because we've already talked about that. 
on yeah. the podcast. Well, I was just saying that because that was like our most popular episode ever. Oh, right. So we need to make this dressing v stuffing part two. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because I, I only asked because you were in the South, you know, so was there a more dressing than stuffing thing going on? No, I think I think that we came down on... Wait, what's the difference between dressing, dressing and stuffing? Well, I mean, I mean, there are two differences. One is, uh, one is not necessarily cooked in the boat, and the other usually is, and the type of bread. See, because uh, I thought that we came down on it was uh, like vernacular based on a racial divide. Oh, we talked about that, but it because dressing is like a traditional. African American food, right? Um, but it's yeah, it's it's supposed to be cornbread. It's cornbread stuffing, with dressing. Right. It just sounds like something that Hidden Valley would make. Right. Well, and I was following people on Twitter this last week who were really confused about other folks who were saying that dressing is their favorite side, and they're like, "What? You just drink it out of the bottle?" Stupid white people. Stupid white people. Get with it. Uh, Although I didn't know until you told me this week about uh, sweet potatoes and yams. I mean, I knew they were different, but I didn't know why. In America, we often call a sweet potato a yam, even though they're not a yam. They're not yams, yeah. And actually, you very rarely run into yams in this country. Yeah, we should explain that because I thought that was interesting. Right. And, you know, you run, you know, they, and it's also, it's the other way around. Like, if you ever had, uh, like, Asian sweet potatoes that are purple? They're yams. They're, those are yams, yeah. 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 Um, one, okay, so I had I had Thanksgiving by myself in my quarantine bubble, which, you know, I, I had a great time. <laughs> right. I drank beer and watched TV and played video games. Um, did you did you Zoom with so, your fam? Yep, Zoom with my fam, texted with my fam. Um, but it, again, you know, coronavirus quarantine kind of situation, really. Right. Um, I had, so I made beef stew a couple days before Thanksgiving in the crock pot. Uh-huh. And it was billed as Azorian beef stew, like from the Azores. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. The islands off of Portugal. Okay. And it's sweet. It's got... Pronounced Ozarks. No, no, not the Ozarks. (laughs) A-Z-O-R-E-S. Okay. Uh, I get it. Um, And so it was beef. I really like it. So it's beef, potatoes, tomatoes, carrots... Onions, green onions, uh, beef stock, lots of shit ton of garlic, and then a lot of sweet spices. So bay leaves, cinnamon sticks, cumin. Uh Uh-huh. I'm forgetting something. Red pepper flakes. Sounds like Cincinnati chili. With, like, extra (laughs) steps. Well, except it's got beef stew meat. Oh, yeah. and you eat like a stew, not a chili. Right. But it's sweet. I guess I, I guess you're right in the sense that I'm really liking these uh, sweet stew 
dishes. Right. If that makes sense. Oh, not, you know, not too sweet, but with that cinnamon cumin flavor to them. I did just make chili, uh, put it in the crock pot just a minute ago, and it was, I kind of, like, I was reading a blog, and the author of the blog was like, challenge yourself, just throw whatever's in your cupboard in the crock pot, see what happens. I was like, all right. So I did that, and I think it's going to turn into something like crock pot chili. Right. Because uh, I definitely put in, like, the cumin and the cinnamon and uh, lots of hot spices with ground beef and then three kinds of beans I did. White beans, uh, kidney beans, red beans. That sounds good. Although I am a little concerned about you in this blog. Like, I feel like next thing, like, at a certain point, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to this retreat that's run by this crockpot blog. And then you're going to come back from that retreat and you're going to be talking about, like, a crockpot ascension. You know what I mean? You're, like, going to go li- you're gonna go live on a farm somewhere. The chili gods. Right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> or it's just a pyramid scheme. Right. <laughs> I mean, cults are just pyramid schemes anyway. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Sam, you really should get in on this. When I get more people under me, that means I get to move up. Yeah. And I become a level four snorg master. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got to sign more people up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Mid, what's it called? Not mid-level marketing. What is that called? Multi-level marketing. Multi-level marketing. But that's what we should start doing. That's where the big bucks yeah. is. Dump yeah. on the ump. Multi-level the marketing. Ump. <laughs> marketing. Um, one other thing. I don't know how we're doing on time. We're good. So I also just baked a shit ton of brown potatoes because I bought a 10-pound bag, 10 bag of potatoes for cool. some dumb reason. and. And now I just kind of have baked potatoes. Sweet. Available. And I've, I've kind of made my own, you know, hobo potato ball. I, you know, cooked a bunch of bacon and chopped up a good bunch of green onions. And I've got cheddar cheese and sour cream. I don't understand and, what makes that a hobo potato bar. That just sounds like a regular potato bar. Well, like, it's the afternoon and I've got, like, a little break from work and I need a snack. And I just, like grab a potato out of the fridge and slap sour cream and green onions and bacon and cheese on it and eat it. And you don't heat it up. I do heat it up. A a little bit in the microwave. And how much should I, I get worried about that, that I'm going to like fuck up my potato that's already cooked that I'm now putting in the microwave. Should I be worried about that? I don't think so. Okay. Like what do you put it in for like a minute? Yeah. Or on two minutes? I don't know. I actually don't know. Isn't there a baked potato button on microwaves? Yeah, there is. But, oh. that, but this potato is already baked. Like Oh, that's that for cooking them potatoes. from raw. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah. You can get those. Like, that's what, when you get those saran wrapped potatoes at the grocery store. That's what those are kind of made for. Then you just put them in your microwave. Huh. I uh, I don't know how to operate a microwave to save my life, which I feel like I should feel embarrassed about as a chef, but I really don't. Right, right, right. Why should you? Yeah. Anyway, 
my point why I'm bringing up the baked potatoes, which is actually like a great snacky thing to, just to have, but it brought back this very vivid memory of being on student government when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And every year we would do like a retreat, like everybody on student government would get to, like they'd rent us a house and we'd have to go and we'd talk about like our goals for the upcoming school year. Real like nerdy preppy stuff, right? Right. But I was just really disappointed the year that our budget got cut and they replaced, usually they'd buy us all pizzas and they replaced that with big potato balls. <laughs> Sick. That sounds, first of all, that sounds like Handjob City. A. <laughs> B. That's, I like to call that a ratatouille moment. Why? When, when you eat something and have like a very vivid place and uh, time memory. Because that movie Ratatouille, do you ever see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. The Disney movie. The Disney movie. And then like the really crotchety old uh, restaurant reviewer takes a bite of the Ratatouille at the end of the movie and immediately is like transported back to like a moment in his childhood where his mom like fed him Ratatouille. Right. And then he gives the rat five stars. Right, right. I guess so. I guess technically this was a Ratatouille moment, but it wasn't like a great memory that it brought me back to. Right. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have to be. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, good stacking stuff. What? Um, what's next on the menu? What should I make in my crock pot next week? Well, I'm interested to hear about this uh, cabinet chili. Yeah, it I, might be really weird. I'll let you know. I made a pasta before I left, which was similar. I just took everything I had left in the fridge that was going to go bad and made a pasta sauce out of it. And it was really good. And you got to let it sit for a week or something, right? No, no, I just made it the night, like the day before I left. Uh-huh. And then I ate so much food, Joel. It was ridiculous. Uh, I was like, I like, I was like, I'm going to Thanksgiving. What the fuck is wrong with me? I just ate like three pounds of pasta. <clears throat> it literally, I put it in a bowl. It looked like family style pasta for like a large group of people. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> Did you eat it on the road? No, I ate it that night because I was leaving. So I was like, I had everything that was perishable in my fridge. I was going to be gone for like five days. So everything that was perishable in my fridge, I had to use. Gotcha. And so I did. But then it was like so much food. And I got, I was so ill. Gross. Yeah, it was cool. But anyway, it was, I had cherry tomatoes, spinach. Uh I had a bratwurst. Chicken stock, half a red onion, creme fraiche, and some like shredded cheddar cheese, I guess. Huh. Bratwurst pasta, huh? Yeah, so I cooked the bratwurst, and then I threw all the cherry tomatoes in there, and like a bunch of garlic and the onions, and I sauteed all that, and then I put the chicken stock in and cooked that all down. 
And then I took the spinach and put that in there at the very end to yeah. like wilt it in there. And then I threw in the cheese and the creme fraiche at the end, like just kind of folded it in, then put that on top of the pasta. It was really good. What kind of pasta? Like wagon wheels. I don't know what it's, I don't know what the yeah. Italian name is, but. Huh. That sounds good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. But it was too much. It was like, po- it would have been enough pasta for three people. <laughs> to have like a, a full-size portion of pasta. Right. <laughs> you just said that. Uh, that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Do you eat, I always liked having Friendsgiving when we yeah. come back from Thanksgiving break. When we were in college. That? Yeah. When we had two turkeys, and did you guys smoke one of them? Yeah. And it wasn't ready till like 4, 4.30 in the morning? Yeah, we were shit-faced by the time it was ready. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great It was like everyone was asleep except for you and me, and we were just eating turkey by the handful <laughs> right off of the bird. <laughs> yeah, because we had another turkey. Yeah, we had a full another turkey. turkey. And we just waited for that turkey to finish cooking. It was. <laughs> it had to be four thirty. The sun was about. Well, it was November. Yeah. Yeah, and we were. I think we were taking a lot of knife hits too. Oh, in because we because that was, was in Milan, right? Yeah, it was, and we'd go in and out because the turkey was out in the driveway. Right, and there was a kitchen downstairs in that apartment. And I remember, I don't know if you were, but I was taking a lot of knife hits. I probably wasn't because I had to stay awake all night. Right. And usually that wouldn't work for me, but I probably wouldn't. I'm not going to deny it. Right. Don't have a clear memory of it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving is a good holiday. Yeah, it Uh, is good. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that you had to be quarantined, but it's, did your, um, did your family get together or? No, I don't think they even got together as a, as a family unit, um, on the West coast. Right. Uh, because my sister who's a teacher and my brother-in-law who's a hospital nurse would have had to pre-quarantine. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Which is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, coronavirus sucks. We should be done with this by now. Yeah, well, you know, the the, the vaccines out there, it's like coming. Yeah. So hopefully by you know by the time baseball starts, like, I know I'm real. already getting anxiety about not getting to go to baseball games next spring. Well, you might you might have to skip spring training. That'd be my guess. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. <clears throat> but if they I'd be they kind think of that to go to spring training because I think I jinxed us by scheduling that stupid holiday. Right. Well, don't plan a trip to go to minor league baseball games then. Oh right, then I'll definitely jinx us all. Because then there'll be no more get- minor league baseball. Yeah, that was going to be next summer, though. I feel like I'm only a jinx when it comes to spring break. Oh, right. 
but maybe I should wait on that one until yeah. I can gauge my luck. Because it's like, you know, what baseball is just going to take kids straight out of college. I don't understand what that plan is. Yeah, let's uh, let's put a pin in that right. one too. Because I, my guess is they, I mean, they need to keep some kind of let's call it a development league, but um, they just want more control over it, and they don't want to spend the money that they would basically buying the contracts of the minor league teams. Oof. Fucked up. Anyway, here's a thought. Are you going to put your cabinet chili onto your baked potatoes? Ooh. Yeah, I should. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I've got rice and I've got pasta. If I want to just do Cincinnati chili, I've got pasta in my cupboard i cooked a bunch of rice yesterday that i need to do something with and that's what i was gonna do but the baked potatoes is a good idea yeah baked potatoes rice i love rice yeah i like uh, yeah it'll be good i kind of keep screwing up the timing because i keep putting it in at eight o'clock at night and then it's ready at like four o'clock in the morning (laughs) Which is a crockpot. It doesn't matter, right? I'm not right. gonna really overcook the chili, but uh, right. Other than you're just gonna like eat a shitload of chili for breakfast and then be so tired all day at work. <laughs> yeah, and have like really bad farts, but it doesn't matter because I'm teaching via Zoom. <laughs> yep. I just, I, I've wondered. I've wondered about this teaching via Zoom because I have my camera on. And none of my students do. And I'll mute myself when I have to fart. But I'm wondering what kids are sitting there staring at me for 30 minutes at a time. They're like, he just muted himself. That means he's farting. 